The world of real estate investing can be daunting. There's a lot of industry lingo and it's not always clear where to start. So if you're looking for a step-by-step -step guide to multifamily real estate investing, this video is for you. Welcome to Real Estate Investing with Kenny Wolf, the show with weekly topics designed to help you learn how to build your ideal life through real estate investing. My name is Kenny Wolf and I've been a real estate syndicator and investor for over 11 years now. And in this time, I've built a successful real estate investment firm, Wolf Investments. If you're new to the show, make sure to subscribe so you're notified when a new episode comes out. All right, so you're interested in multifamily real estate. It may seem obvious, but let's first break down what we mean when we say multifamily. It's not as straightforward as you think. You're probably most familiar with a property that's just one unit that everybody calls a single family home. A residential property is considered a multifamily property if it contains more than four housing units. This includes quadplexes, so just four units together, four townhomes or more, and a townhome is a multi-story house that's attached to other similar houses by shared walls. And apartments. That's a large building with many units in one location. Okay, are you ready to get started? Let's go. Multifamily real estate investing is a team sport. Some of you will love the idea of being an active investor. So that's the person that wants to be knee-deep in finding, acquiring, operating, and disposing of multifamily properties. For sure, it's a full-time job. And not for the faint of heart. Lots of blood and sweat go into being an active investor. I love the work, so for me, it's not a job. Some of you want to hang out on the beach and have ACHs hit your bank account without you doing anything more than researching who you trust with your hard-earned money, selecting the right investment properties that fit your return goals and types, monitoring your investments with the monthly or quarterly updates, and then redeploying the cash flow, refinance, or sales proceeds into new investments. Now, everybody needs passive income, but some of you solely want that passive income to live your best life. So before you start investing in multifamily real estate, you need to know thyself. Do you want to be an active investor or a passive investor? For those that want to be a passive investor, your steps will greatly be reduced compared to those that want to be an active investor. That's the whole point, right? So in this video, we're going to go over the steps for an active investor. I'll do a video here shortly for those that prefer the passive investor route. Step one, and this is one of my favorite parts of real estate investing, is the hunt. But before you go off and start calling random brokers, believing what you see on LoopNet, and approaching lenders, you need to figure out where you want to invest. So I look for five things when looking at a location of a potential investment. Number one, we want to look at landlord-friendly states. We want to do business in states where the landlord gets a fair shake. States where non-paying residents are allowed to be in the unit for months, in some states and get up to nine months, and where we as landlords still have to make our mortgage payments, we want to do business in states that are for don't pay, don't stay. Why would you invest in states where you're at risk of carrying up to nine months of a mortgage with a non-paying resident? That, that's just not fair business. Number two, historic population growth. And so this is one of the biggest drivers of France and overall valuations is a growing population. That growing population drives demand and that increasing demand for housing drives rents and valuations up. We avoid cities and states that have declining population. It's not rocket science, folks. Number three, cities that have diverse economic drivers. We look for cities that are more than just a one-horse town. Cities that are solely tied to one industry have a lot of risk related to that industry. So take Midland, Texas, that is, and that's 100% related to oil and gas. If you invest there, then you're really investing in oil and gas in the oil and gas business instead of real estate. Other towns that are tied to just one industry fall in that same camp. There's just more risk to your real estate investment if you're not diversified on employers. Number four, some markets where there are signs of growth. So within a city, you'll notice parts of town that are growing with new retail, new schools, or upgrades to schools, etc. I like to be the settler and not the pioneer. Now, it is better to be an earlier settler than one at the tail end, 
but even towards the, t toward the end of the infill, um, you may be paying more um, and you have a higher basis when compared to your neighbors. Sometimes those opportunities still make sense, but use your discretion. And number five, and now we're down to the physical location of the asset. So we prefer high traffic areas and like to be close to retail, schools, churches, etc. As multifamily real estate investors, we provide housing for residents that can't or don't want to buy their own house. So our prospective residents are going to want to have quick access to retail, restaurants, schools, etc. We're here to serve our residents and your property would be more attractive product if you're in a good high traffic area. All right, so step two is the analysis piece. Don't have analysis paralysis. Now it's time to crunch the numbers. Do you have a great underwriting tool? There are loads of them out there and they all range on quality. I ended up just building my own because what I found was that some were way too simplistic. They just, some of them just calculated the cash flow returns and others took two hours to input numbers and get a good underwriting. I like to be able to do a high level analysis within 15 minutes. So if your underwriting tool is taking longer than that, that means you'll be slower on going through your deal flow and that can be detrimental to your success at finding the diamond in the rough. There are tons of online videos, in-person training, and self-proclaimed gurus out there that teach underwriting. Again, it's not really rocket science that we do on the underwriting portion. That's all data and plugging it into the right sale on your spreadsheet. What takes an artful approach is knowing ways you can either increase revenue and or make expenses more efficient. That's where the magic happens when investing in multifamily properties. You need to bring some value-added component to the spreadsheet, but that takes experience and knowledge not just in the industry, but also to that specific, uh, and also specific to that city and even some market. A good example is that in some of our cities where we own, residents are willing to pay more for an upper floor, and in others, there is a premium rent on the lower floors. It's also always a good idea to get a pro forma from a third-party property management company so they can verify your assumptions on revenue, expenses, and your ideas of bringing value-add items to the residents at that specific property. All right, so step number three is making an offer through your LOI and then going to PSA. Okay, so now you know from your analysis what you can pay to hit your necessary returns for yourself and or your investors. So it's time to make your offer or, you, in, or your letter of intent and submit that to the broker. Every LOI is different, but you should have the same main point. You're trying to get a loose agreement on how the PSA or purchase sale agreement, also known as your contract, will look like through this LOI. So you need to spell out the terms like purchase price, closing time frame, earnest money, finance contingencies, due diligence time period, which title company you're going to use, etc. You want to make sure to give your time, your team time enough to conduct your due diligence and your finance team enough time to close on the asset. Another thing to keep in mind are the nuances on your typical LOI terms for that part of the country. Some parts of the country, um, earnest money is treated differently amongst others, and closing time periods are different, etc. So once your LOI is accepted, it's time to go to PSA or contract. We have a set contract that we like to use at Wolf Investments, so we tend to acquire and sell assets with our contract. It just makes it easier on our end and shortens the time period. Once you're under LOI, you want to move quickly to PSA, because if you drag your feet or it takes too long, then you can get a bad rap for that amongst the small community and multifamily investing. Now steps four, five, and six are steps that need to be taken at the same time. It's a lot of running around to get a deal to close. If it were easy, then everybody would do it. All right, step four is due diligence. So now that you have a fully executed contract, it's time to hit the ground running on your due diligence. Due diligence is where you do your homework and do a deep dive into the asset and make sure it all checks out okay. So you should really be monitoring when you think both parties are gonna sign the contract. You're trying to line up your due diligence site visit and team before you sign. That way you can use the full runway of your agreed to due diligence time period. 
Our MO up here is to walk every single unit and get a robust report on every single unit with any deferred maintenance, with the, with the useful life projection for flooring and appliances, etc. We also check out all the major systems of the property, including the roofs, the plumbing, HVAC, chiller, boilers, etc. Once we compile all that information and cost, we compare that scope and cost to our projections when we underwrote the deal. If those all line up, then we keep marching towards closing. Step five is lending. So you really want to have a lender lined up before you make an offer with the term sheet because once you're under contract, you're under the gun to get the lender going and your third parties like the appraisal, survey, phase one, etc. Those, those third parties have been taking longer than usual these past few years, so make sure you get a jump on those to ensure closing on time. You also have a huge list of items to get to the lender. You thought buying a personal residence was bad, but like anything, just take it one step at a time and avoid TV for a few weeks and you're done before you know it. All right, step six is raising capital. So again, this is running congruent, if not before you have the property under contract. You need to have your investors teed up and ready to go as soon as possible. You'll need to create a private place memorandum or PPM with an SEC attorney. Shout out to Gene Trowbridge, check him out, he does all of ours. To make sure you're compliant with the Securities and Exchange Commission, as you'll most likely be selling shares in a newly created entity that's going to acquire the property. You'll need to come up with your investment deck to get, your, to get to your investors, and again, consult with your SEC attorney on the correct ways to handle money raising. There is definitely a wrong way to do it, and you want to keep your jersey clean when you're dealing with the SEC. It's a lot of phone calls and fielding questions from your investor group, but again, one step at a time. And I can't stress this enough. Make sure you're raising money in the SEC compliant way. Skirting around that can have big consequences. So you want to invest in multifamily real estate. Today we talked about the six steps an active investor would take to land a multifamily property acquisition. It's not for the faint of heart, but for those that have the passion, drive, and team building skills, it can be a great way to go. Active investing isn't for everyone, so if you're more of a passive investor, be on the lookout for our future video where we cover the very different steps on choosing the right multifamily investment for you. This has been Real Estate Investing with Kenny Wolf. Thanks so much for listening.